0: You know what? This is a friend and, and, and a trusted, trusted friend. And I, and I don't say that lightly because that's a rare, rare thing. They
1: now have to keep printing or we crash. We've got this ticking time bomb. Talking gold with the one and only Andrew McGuire. Welcome to Live from the Vault. Ho, ho, ho and a Merry Christmas to you or Happy Holiday Seasons wherever you are around the world. Welcome to Live from the Vault. My name is Shane Morand, and I will be your host for this very, very, very special episode that we have been all looking forward to. And now the guest is going to be over. You're going to about or you're about to find out who is our mystery guest for the last episode of the year. Again, and from the entire Live from the Vault team worldwide, we want to thank you uh, for your continued support. And as you can imagine, you know, throughout the years now, uh, we're way past our 100th episode. And as you can imagine, our community just keeps growing, keeps growing, keeps growing every single day, every week, every month, and now every year. And thanks to you, the Live from the Vault Community, We really want to thank you. So there's a lot to talk about during these historic times. We're ending 2022 and fear not because we have the one and only Andrew Maguire in the house and he'll be talking gold. But here's the question. Who will he be talking gold with? And you may have guessed and maybe you didn't. Maybe you think it's this person. Maybe you think it's that. But this is going to be an amazing episode. So fasten your seatbelts. You know, Life in the Vault gives you access to information and updates that you just can't get anywhere else. And this episode of Live from the Vault is going to be no exception. And with that, let's head over to the UK and talk in gold with Andrew Maguire and our special guest.
0: Well, thanks, Shane. And a Merry Christmas to you, too. And look, I just want to say, you know, this is the hundredth and goodness me, I'm losing count now. Well over a hundred episodes in. And this has all been about education and um, been so privileged to be a part of this Live from the Vault team, which is a world-class team. And one person, very special person that we've never had on this show is Tom Coughlin, our CEO. In fact, Tom Coughlin is the visionary behind everything, really, with these solutions we're gonna talk about today. Now, we rarely mention Kinesis in our educational Live from the Vault episodes. We're really about just telling people what's going on. And I think the reason for that is, is that we want to really just be a part of the solution on every single level. So obviously the first thing to understand is, and, and there's a lot, I mean, look, there's a lot of deer in the headlights about what's going on in the markets, they seem so counterintuitive. So what we do is really essentially try and break down exactly what's going on. But our solutions, there are solutions. And we and I think this is what we're going to bring Tom in to kind of talk about. But the journey kind of starts um, nearly 12 years ago now. In fact, almost 12 years ago, when I think everybody knows my history is uh, that I'm actually a whistleblower, a re- accredited whistleblower. It is well known that I've been working with the uh, the CFTC regulators in America. I've been working with the regulators in the UK. Uh, I've been working with the DOJ uh, in America. And and basically what it is, is that we discovered, uh, it was back in 2008, I think we were aware of a particular, a very nasty game that was going on in the markets. And And I think it was, the point where I think I realized there was something that was not right about um, the, the making money in, in, in a certain way. It's not all about making money. Sometimes you have to look at the bigger picture. And what was happening was we discovered, we, we discovered that there was a, a fix going on on a regular basis where that would actually determine the actual price of gold and silver to the penny. 24 hours, and sometimes 48 hours ahead. So this was conducted by way of a siloed call with some v- a telephone call with some very, very, very limited number of people. And actually, I'm quite happy to say it was on the Autobahn, um, uh, Deutsche Bank Autobahn uh, network that was hosting that. And we all know what happened to Deutsche Bank. But anyway, long story short. We were we were able to determine in the exact fixed price well in advance. So that sounds you say, hey, great, this is great. Well, okay, well you can you can make a lot of money, not just knowing where the price is going to be exactly at a certain point, and usually that would be 3 pm fix on a certain day. And so of course you'd make your bets accordingly. Now that's what the insider game is about. We just happen to break into it. So all well and good, you might say, and people say to me, are you crazy blowing the whistle on that? I mean, you could have made billions. Well, it's not all about that, is it? It's about having, uh, this is all about a balance in life, a balance, uh, it's about integrity. And without integrity, what the hell is good is money to you. And I think we're, we've kind of joined, we, we're in the gold space where it's, uh, the irony of it is, is that in the gold space, you can't have reams of of legal papers when you do a deal. No, it's one of the few industries left where your word is your bond. And when you buy and sell something at a certain point, you live by that. It doesn't matter if the price moves. You're buying large volume. And this is a very small world, really. And, And yet we all pretty much know each other. But these guys by siloing that into their little ring for French world we were able to game that so what we did was went to the cftc and said okay and 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 what we did was actually just to attest to it to make sure there was no funny business here what we did was contacted a law, a law firm and sent them a, an exact price time stamped where the gold would then be fixed at a future date, next day, 24 hours later, or 48 hours later, usually at the PM fix. So I'm just giving you a background as to just how rigged this was. So they then said, well, uh, okay, well, we'll track it. So we uh, in, it really started an investigation which had been shut down. This was back in 2008. And I think what really prompted it was waking up one day after we 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 saw people in Bolivia, uh, and after and bear in mind bear in mind that uh, in two thousand and eight, when Bear Stearns went um, when lost their their positioning in the silver market, it uh, was taken over by J P Morgan, and suddenly the price was magically magically uh, sent down from twenty odd dollars to eight and a half bucks in a matter of months. But what happened was the, the reality of that while people are making pots and pots of money there are people on the other side of that and and we we saw uh, Bolivian miners actually creating uh, actually shuttering mines, losing incomes there, there's no social services in countries like that and it even resulted in suicides and I know this to be a fact because at the time Before Panorama, which is a BBC programme that conducts um, in-depth investigative programmes, came and filmed with us for six months, they went over to Bolivia and actually filmed this. And they actually went to the CFTC and filmed them, saying, yes, we're working on uh, Bart Chilton, uh, on one of their videos, said, "Um, yes, yes, we're working with Andrew McGuire, uh, he's 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 brought this 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 detail to us, and we are definitely working on this as an investigation. So, long story short, when these when it results in people dying and people losing their their life income, generations of people that have suddenly lost their their the trail of what they do, then you realise there's something has to be done. So, what long story short, what we did was brought this evidence to the CFTC. Now we gave them 88 examples. So I'm cutting obviously this is over a period of now of 3 or 4 years. We gave them 88 examples of exactly that where the price was going to fix in 24 hours, time stamped with a law, legal firm who then sent it to the CFTC. So there's no funny business. This is a robbery being taking place at the same time of uh, of a day that we would warn the police, essentially the police in front, uh, uh, ahead of, and say, if you stand by this bank machine at 3 p.m. some little granny's gonna get hit over the head. Well, you'd think the police would turn up, but they weren't, they weren't turning up. So what we did involved the the DOJ and said to the DOJ, why is the CFTC not doing anything about this? Why are they not talking about it? So then they set up two appointments for us. We flew to DC, we went to New York, And and this is where the the story starts leading into the solution. At this presentation, we actually showed them on the wall, you know, big projection screens. We gave them exact examples of, they they could select any of 88 examples of where the price was gonna fix the next day. And there was the legal firm with us saying, yes, this is what was presented to us, this is what we sent to you, it's timestamped, and look where it hit, almost to the penny. Sometimes we see it literally within a cent on silver, sometimes within half a dollar on, on gold, and then bounce back up. And so obviously there was no way of not saying that this, because this was, this was actually dealt with at the fixes, now, we know what the fixes are, which is the two times a day in gold, where the gold price is set globally uh, on the, in, in the uh, global markets, or the one time a day in silver, where it is fixed globally. And so basically, these people that were setting the fix were on the call. And actually, some of these names are now in the courts and have been charged with this fraud. But this wire fraud, essentially. But back then, what they said to me, the DO said, we said, well, clearly you've got to do something. Why is the CFTC not doing it? You oversee them, go do something. And they said, but the last parting words, and they said, my goodness me, because it's pretty obvious this led all the way up to broad board level. Because if you are sitting, if you are setting a fix for an institution like J.P. Morgan, uh, Georgia Bank. HSBC, Scotia at the time. If you are sitting at the fix, then clearly you're sitting at a, on a, in a board position. You are accountable to the board. So then, really, what it identified was that all the way up to the top of the chain, CEOs must have been aware of this game. It's called it, it a call it game. It's not not really a game it, 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 of this fraud. And so, basically, it. It, it was it's just the implication of that was so major now, these are all too big to fail taxpayer funded banks, so what happened was was <laughs> they said to me the final parting words was, My goodness me, but Andrew, what are the economic consequences of this? Well, right there, we knew this was an issue this was not gonna get resolved. Now it's taken 10 or 11 years for some charges to get a few a billion dollar fine almost for, for for JP Morgan is a slap on the wrist. But essentially it's taken, we knew at that time, nothing was gonna happen to change this paper game. It was too embroiled. And furthermore, it could take down the too big to fail taxpayer funded banks, especially after the 2008 collapse. Uh, everything was vulnerable. So I walked out of there, and this is where it gets interesting, because I walked out of there and thinking, well, what we need to take responsibility for ourselves. There has to be a solution. And bingo, I don't believe in coincidences. Who do I walk into? Literally, who do I meet within one week of that? Now, I'd heard of Tom Codwin and his efforts to create an institutional grade um, physical exchange that was outside of the ring fence of the LBMA. I've heard of him through various contacts of mine. It's a small world. I walk into him. We literally meet a week later. And there he is talking about look, look what we're doing. Look, this is the solution. And I could suddenly see this was the solution because by creating a parallel but physical exchange, an institutional grade exchange, and it was called the Allocated Bullion Exchange, by creating this, and he was just in the early stages of building this, bringing in uh, experts like uh, uh, Eric Main, who'd been involved in the the physical markets for years, uh, bringing on a team of people who I met, and I suddenly thought, my goodness me, I cannot believe this. This is actual manna from heaven, and so, really, this is where the story starts. This is where, in fact, we end the Kinesis story. It starts to take root from the allocated bullion exchange. First of all, and first of all, and foremost of all, the allocated bullion exchange had to find a way of aggregating a real physical price, a fungible physical price globally that could be traded on an institutional level by dismediating all of these various uh, jurisdictions who were all trading in their own levels, uh, where high friction between them as people gamed one to the other. And what he did was essentially create this ring or this circle, global, global uh, set of hubs that were so fungible that each, there was enough sufficient physical liquidity for the, a, an aggregated physical price to be determined. Well, that's where the story starts. Now, I am so proud to bring on uh, Tom Coughlin, who is actually more than a friend. He's a brother from another mother. If there's anyone in this world that I trust, it is Tom. Implicitly, we've traveled the world together. We have spent limitless nights without any sleep virtually just surviving on oxygen maybe the odd drink but you know what this is a friend and 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 a trusted trusted friend and I and I don't say that lightly because that's a rare rare thing and integrity is what this is all about Tom has high integrity and so please I'm welcoming Tom to join us today on our live from the vault episode and Tom I've given you a little bit of I've given them a little bit of background but when we met
2: tell us a little bit about what you were doing with the allocated bullying exchange. Andy first thank you very much for having me on the show really appreciate it. Um amazing listening to to your full story there and how you got into the space I think it's so incredibly important that the the audience understands it. It's been it's been a while since I think that story has um Has been out in the open so it's it's very valuable that um i I think that you you step through it there firstly thank you everyone um and uh here we are in the festive season Um, hence our background andy love yours um i've tried the best i can do here in australia um, it's, it's been a, I think, I think it would have touched about 35 degrees Celsius today, but I even started up the fireplace behind me. Um, I'm outdoors, so I've, I've got a t shirt on, t shirt and fire. This is the way we do it in Australia <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> How I got in this space and, and my journey was I came out of, um, an accounting and, and financial services space, um, at the time, which is going back in, 2008, 2009, um, where when I first started getting into precious metals, um, I was, I was, had my own wealth um, management firm called uh, Track Financial Group. Um, a, lo- a lot of the, the clients actually in, it, in that firm then have now gone on and become shareholders of the allocated bullion exchange and KVT holders of Kinesis. They're, they're littered all throughout our community, actually. They've been on a, a very long journey that, goes back now that long like up to 15 years ago now so um there's there's plenty there's plenty individuals out there actually that have been on this journey for quite some time including uh, you know I'm going to do a, a call out to my very old high school um economics teacher Bruce Wooten how are you sir um I I, I, I owe him a, a catch-up and a beer I think I have to make my way into Brisbane at some point but um we we, we, go, we go back a long time and ha- how I actually found my way in, in this space was, um, yeah, wealth management firm and also I was operating, a, a, still operating a small hedge fund. Um, and at that point in time, I was watching, you know, the, the beginning stages of the credit market starting to crack, started in the, you know, the junk bond, the subprime um, uh, mortgage market. And... Um, I guess I, I became um, concerned about the counterparty risk out there in the marketplace. And with that, I, I wanted to diversify both my investment portfolio in the hedge fund, my personal investment portfolio, and my clients' investment portfolios into precious metals, but not into an ETF because they were subject to the same kind of counterparty risk that I wanted to diversify away from because they had custodians in place that they were you know banks or other financial organizations that had that counterparty risk there, and that they were the susceptible counterparts that could potentially be affected by, by an upcoming credit crisis or financial crisis. So I embarked on trying to find um, and, and obtain physical gold and physical silver at the time. And I soon identified here in Australia, there was really no efficient mechanism of doing so. There was, you know, some physical bullion dealers and the Perth Mint, the usual suspects in Australia, they're quite territorial. And anyway, it just wasn't a good experience. At the time, there wasn't really any efficient way to um, obtain physical gold and physical silver in an institutional type environment where um, I could actually, you know, through a liquid market, buy and sell. The costs were too high. I might have to look after logistics, insurance, storage, all this sort of thing. And it, I, I, at the time, I just thought, wow, this is, this is phenomenal. Because firstly, I didn't see like investment professionals um, recommending to their clients to invest in, in gold or silver at all, yet alone physical gold and silver. So I thought, what an opportunity to put together a structure that solves that problem. I was already deep into, um, like basically gold and silver as sound money. I'd already written a report. Instead of trying to advise all of my clients, uh, on, you know, the reasons behind gold and silver, I, I went and wrote a, a 60 page report. It's, it's, it was like university quality report called Money Modern Hyperinflation. It circulated around the internet a little bit back, back in the day, I think um seeking alpha picked it up and a few other publications picked it up but it outlined why like I, I was really thought gold was the way to go it outlined you know the the macroeconomic environment it was my hypothesis that um the the US for example were not going to be able to get out of this debt situation that they were in they just couldn't afford it at the end of the day and um it would become diabolical in, in the event of interest rates rising to an extent because the United States just simply cannot afford it with with their current budget. So anyway, the, the credit crisis unfolded in a, in, a, in a really big way, as, as we all know, and um, it was a really good thing that um, I, I did take that impetus to, and, and um, I guess the, the, the tactical approach to portfolio management of um, readjusting client portfolios and my own portfolio into uh, physical precious metals because, um, you know, we we know what ensued from there. There was, you know, stock market crashes, there were currency volatility, um, bond market crises, um, and at one point in time, basically, everything was going down apart from precious metals. So... um, Leading on from there, I think that was obviously a, a good move, and we started to build the Allocated Bullion Exchange, which was founded in uh, 2010, early 2010, and also a trading house called um, Bullion Capital, um, which still remains like a significant trading house to this day and actually growing and growing. It's a market maker um, in the physical markets as well throughout the world and, and moving physical metals around the world, whereas, you know, allocated bullion exchange is a institutional exchange facing um, some of the largest entities in the physical precious metal space. Governments, um, we all know about Indonesia, that's very public. But, you know, ABX is a pivotal role in other government deals that we have uh, in the pipeline, looking forward to announce as well. We can get onto that later. Um, but, you know, that, that's the backstory. So, um, that start, that, that really, you know, that, that really kicked things off as far as the global vision of our, like, precious metals journey. Um, and what started as an Australian vision quickly turned into a global vision. I jumped on a plane, um, to go into Singapore for three days of meetings just to, you know, test the appetite for, um, ABX back in those days, those three days of meetings turned into three weeks of meetings, and it just blew me away. Um, the The reception that we were receiving, and then you know started the basically the the whirlwind tour around the world that we did a couple of times, talking to um, and collaborating with all different kinds of um, people. You know from Basically, you know, like I would call them tier two or tier three sort of bullion dealers, like even retail facing bullion dealers up to, you know, the bullion trading houses, then into the the banks, the bullion banks, and then obviously the central banks as well, which was always... You know, sometimes, you know, with the smaller central banks, it would be, you know, a, a good, positive, constructive conversation. With some of the other ones, it turned to quite a humorous kind of discussion because you go in and say, hey, look, we're setting up this exchange with, with these rules, um, you know, like, hey, Bank of England, you know, we'd like to approve your vault as being, as you know, part of our, our system as long as you, you know, sort in with our rules. And, um, you know, seeing them sort of like just... Get like so completely stunned lost for words with this, you know, like small town boy from, from Brisbane, Australia coming in bold enough to actually say that to them. I think, I think we got booted out a couple of times just from just, they were just so shocked and horrid without, without <laughs> brashness of the situation. But, you know, that was part of the, 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 the fun of the journey. And, um, you know, we, we had to have those conversations along the way. And, um, it was, it was it was always a lot of fun. We learnt a lot, and we that that's all that market feedback that we got from all that um, all those meetings that we did, which were literally thousands of them. Um, we fed back into all of our systems, and so it got fed back into ABX, and it's been fed into Kinesis as well now. So yeah, we built out ABX. We built out Bullion Capital. That was our first real um, organisations that we built. In the precious metals markets, and then um, in you know we we were watching with curiosity um, all along the way with the the evolution of blockchain. Um, didn't didn't ever have any interest in cryptocurrency beyond just the technology that was actually fueling it. Decentralized payments, decentralized um, ledger, which provided anonymous. Uh, uh, um, uh, title of registry that, that that was a little bit interesting, but you know we had the ABX, we had our focus there. We're onboarding brokers. Um, we're actually onboarding ten brokers a month at one point in time, and it got too overwhelming actually, just with the 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 sheer sort of um, flow through of of brokers of all shapes and sizes. And um, we decided to we made a commercial decision. The board made a commercial decision to focus on three major projects at the time. And those projects were, one, Indonesia. Um, so we had our government deal with Indonesia. Um, two, um, our partnership with Deutsche Borsa um, as well. So Deutsche Borsa, their wholly owned clearinghouse coming in, um, clearing the, the the cash transactions um, side of the each tra- trade within within um, the ABX. And also Kinesis, which we'd just set up, we... We liked what blockchain had to offer as far as um, advancing a vision, a dream that we always had, um, and turning it into a reality, Being ter- basically re-monetizing gold and silver. So bringing back the gold and silver standards, effectively. Our fi- we figured if governments don't do it, then private enterprise might as well do it. So that's what we did. We, we got comfortable enough to, you know, and, and we found a blockchain that was suitable for us, which was the stellar blockchain. We, um, there was another big thing that we wanted to combat, which, um, always was stuck in my mind. Um, after, you know, studying monetary history, going all the way back, understanding all the power struggles throughout, throughout history with the, you know, basically for control of, of the monetary system and banking system. And, um, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm an Austrian school of, um, economics. Uh, I, I'm in that sort of school. I'm in that camp as well. Um, you know, the von Mises Institute studied all of that. And one thing that was holding, like, that was holding me back from really pushing this, I guess, um, gold and silver money out. Previously, well, one was the tech. um, And two was this whole concept of Gresham's Law. Um, Bad money drives out good. So we embarked on building out this yield system, this incentivizing yield system that at the end of the day, when it came time to choose what currency I'm going to use when it comes time to pay for something, goods or services, pay for, you know, my shopping at, at, at the checkout. What currency am I going to use to do that? My view is, well, the choice needs to be gold, but how are we going to make it gold? How are we going to make it Kinesis gold? Um, well, we have to provide incentive over just you know spending gold because people who value gold don't necessarily want to use it as a payment currency because they've already made the decision to exchange fiat currency um, for gold. So why would they then go and choose to you know spend gold? So... We wanted to combat that in the sense that provide greater reward for actually using it. So we build out our yield system that becomes, you know, incentivizing yield system that then rewards people. So we got those two things aligned. We go, okay, let's go. Let's, let's build our kinesis now. So in, I guess the idea was really sort of built out during 2017 and then 2018. Andy, you might, you might remember in early 2018 in St. Moritz, Switzerland. We, um, we, we built out this model conceptually and we spent some time in, in Thailand. If, if, if you recall, just, just, just immediately prior to, um, to, uh, to Switzerland. And, um, we, we were hanging out there with some influential folk and they all wanted to muscle in. And, um, anyway, like, um, we we went we basically flew directly into Switzerland from there and i'm like well I, I better get this like pen on paper now like we we were due to um present the whole thing like the next day the next morning so i had to pull an all nighter and um like had to like <laughs> relearn how to actually use like um uh presentations and that sort of thing again and build it all out and Anyway, somehow got there. It was, um, it, you know, it wasn't the most professional thing in the world, but it actually got there and I was able to present it up on stage with absolutely no sleep whatsoever. And it was met with a standing applause, which, like, that was encouraging. And at, as, as we, as I walked off the stage, there were already, you know, because at the time the market was hyped up. There were already, there were already organizations trying to muscle into what we were doing and, um, already, you know, there was conversations about carving up the company and doing this and doing that. Anyway, we, we were obviously very encouraged by all of this and, and then embarked on putting things together in a way that we could get it out to market. So, um, obviously we were all amped up to do it and we got it out to market. We brought in some, you know, basically went out to the public and, we, we, um, uh, you know, did a capital raising through the KVTs. We've got, you know, some good patient KVT investors out there that have stuck strong by us throughout that whole, that whole time. And I thank you very much for your support and patience during the process. It's been, it's been a journey. Um, let's put it that way. It's been real. So, um, that was, that was going back into 2018. And, um, we've come such, such a long way since then. And, um, you know, and, and we've, we've built out and laid some really, really strong foundations to get us to where we are today, which, you know, it's, um, I, I, I look at, you know, our team that we've built, which is actually quite a large team now. Um, and that's a monumental undertaking in its own right. I look at all the systems um, behind the scenes that no one actually sees, and um, I'm, I'm incredibly proud about that. I look at, you know, I log into the platform every morning, and I'm incredibly proud of our platform. And it's robust. Um, it's robust. It's hardened now. You know, it's it's um, it's it's secure. Um, we haven't had, you know one incident of of um any kind of security breach or anything like that so that's something to be very proud of and you know the the hackers have a crack trust me they have a crack and and um yeah they there's 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 just no way in um well they haven't been able to find a way in in, in any way and we're very secure in, in our approach and um, users can obviously, you know, they can utilise things like um, hard wallets and we, we obviously sell the cool wallet as well and that's incredibly important. And, you know, I think security is one of the biggest um, items of the day because doesn't matter where you look, trust is ebbing in all different levels of institution whether it be government institutions and corporate institutions and um trust is ebbing and um so we'll be doing our part in maintaining and even building and firming up trust with with our community um building up that that sense of security implementing um some more stronger security measures as well we're going to um, a more robust um auditing regime um actually I might as well announce it right here that you know, in 2023, we're going to be trialling a quarterly audit process as well. It's a huge undertaking because, you know, all of our vaults need to get audited at the same time by auditors all around the world. Okay, like there might be a, a day or two difference like with time zones and everything like that. But, you know, there's no movements in and out of the vaults during that time and they're getting audited. And when I say audited, it's not like, okay, where's your bar list? Oh, yeah, that looks okay. No, these guys are weighing, they're inspecting, they're verifying, they're counting, they're taking down all the bar numbers and they they it's proper audit verification that goes on. And for 2023, we'll be trialing a, a quarterly audit process, um, to, to really firm up, um, that, that, that confidence and trust in our organization. Yeah, Andy. So, I mean, that sort of takes it up, us up to current days in in where we are. Like, I, I think right now we've paid out seven point five million dollars in yields. Um, we've we've got our KVT yield coming up as well, which we're paying out millions of dollars more. That's that's not too far away. That's that's in the new year, in early new year. Um, and um, you know, I reflect back, it's it's been a journey. It's it's almost pushing, you know going on almost five years now. But um, well, plenty, plenty of uh, trials and tribulations along the way, plenty of lessons learnt, but we're we're, we're sure on some some firm footing now. The one thing that and I have a lot of
0: conversations with a lot of people and and I think the one thing that really stands out uh, answering a lot of their questions is, you know, how is this possible? How is this? How come no one's done this? Well, nobody could do what we're doing the reason is because Tom built the four pillars for the allocated bullion exchange, which involved all the things that uh, the quality assurance frameworks, all of the st- infrastructure that is required to dis-mediate, um, uh prices around the world. But this is the key part: to actually create a physical price that could be that could be brought down to a, the minuscule of a, um, a fraction of a gram. That could be fungible globally. Now, without that, we have sure we have the FX price. You have got the gold price. Uh, and you've got the silver price at the uh, at the uh, fixed every day. Do you think you could? You think that's the real physical price? No. The physical. Just to illustrate, the physical price, or the price fixed in London, is ring fenced around maybe three to five tons which is ludicrous when you think of the actual volume of real physical that is being traded every day. So it's naturally that price is not the price. In fact, the more you want, the higher that price becomes. And so because literally physical is tight in supply at a paper price. So literally, yeah, you might be able to buy a little bit above that price in a small amount, but not in wholesale, and this is the point, uh, this is a wholesale solution, and with this group, this incredibly strong wholesale network globally, and believe me, in the early days when when you when somebody came in, like the Bank of China would come in with a kilobar order, do you think J.P. Morgan didn't know exactly who that was? But ABX provided people like that, big institutions, the ability to hide behind a number audited, KYC'd, all the rest, but hide behind a number, suddenly taking that visibility away from the bad guys who were looking to set prices. So this was already the first part of the solution of when we came out of the DOJ. This is already the first part of that. But the point I'm trying to make here is Kinesis could not exist without the work that ABX did, without the infrastructure that ABX created, which Tom created as that visionary. So Really, we have to thank him for that because there is nothing else out there that can actually really break the physical gold price down to such a small amount that it could be used as money again around the world. And obviously creating the yield systems around it, incentivize, as Tom just said, you need an incentive. Why would you use your gold? If you have gold, why are you going to spend it? Well, Tom has given the reason why. So... Look, this is an incredibly exciting journey. Tom just talked about governments now looking to us. I mean, Tom, I don't know if you want to expand. I know we can't talk about certain things, but Indonesia, my goodness me, what, 280 million people, is that not? I mean, we're addressing the underbanked, the unbanked. We're looking at other countries. Tom, is there anything that we can share with people? I
2: know there's certain things we can't talk about. Firstly just just to you know go over some points that that you were making there it's incredibly important points around um that that allocated um like t- uh, t- title of ownership i encourage all new users existing users to go over our our terms and um the agreement that we have um set out as far as um you know our, our our the way that title works and it works under what's called Bailey arrangement which which we act as safe keeper for your metal and that's it um it never sits on our our balance sheet um it's always title of of the investor of the holder however when you put your money in the bank it's not really yours anymore it becomes it, it's the, it's owned by the bank it sits on their balance sheet. So your money is an asset of the bank. And this is why there's bank runs and stuff like that. And, and the, the ability to bail in as as Cyprus have seen and for, for banks to get up to all different kinds of shenanigans. I mean, um, at the end of the day, you are an unsecured creditor of the bank. So if something happens to the bank, then line up with all the other unsecured creditors. Um, there's a lot of Horror stories that through, littered through throughout history of you know basically you know what what happens to bank depositors? The government has to step in and offer this insurance and stuff like that. But now we're reaching times where you know a government solvent and and you know uh, what's what's going to happen to currencies? We're seen already so much volatility in in the the currency markets this year and um. I I, I I can't see that stopping anytime soon. There's been this like rolling sort of um, crisis that I believe started back with the you know the 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 bond and banking crisis back in 2010 and um, 2011 and it's it, it, you know we central planners printed an enormous amount of money to kick the can down the road of the problem and it you know it flared up again obviously recently. And, um, you know, we're, we're going through these problems again. So, um, it's, you know, if you look into different places around the world now, inflation is, is flaring up, which is really the devaluation of fiat money. So, um, that basically, you know, fiat falling in, in all over the world. And I, it's really a race to zero. Like they're all gyrating in, in relative terms to each other, but they're, they're falling. And Andy, I, you know, we both have a, you know, we're both quite sensitive, I think, to the injustices that, that we discovered ourselves along the way in the precious metals markets and, you know, in the form of, you know, potential manipulation and, and not potential manipulation. I mean, that's proven in case after case now, um, with billion dollar fines handed out, as you were saying. And, um, I know that there's still a lot more underway and, and even, you know, stuff underway that, um, that we're privy to and stuff like that. So um, it's it's you know there's a lot of interesting stuff that's unfolding, um, and that's going to keep on coming out. It's I feel it to my bones that um, the precious metal markets are in for uh, a treat in in 2023. Doesn't matter where you look. Look at comics, inventories. You know basically dissipating. Um, you you look at you know what's happening in the macroeconomic climate w- with inflation with everything like that and and prices can only remain subdued for so long and um, you know the, the establishment can only maintain control for so long of of um, suppressed prices so I I think that we're going to see uh, basically a pivoting from the primary price discovery mechanism coming out of the fallacious Paper markets or and derivative markets, and moving towards what it should be, being the the physical market. At the end of the day, gold and silver are physical products, and um, the the prices should represent spot physical immediate delivery. So, um, if I buy gold, I want immediately delivery of it. I, I don't want to have to wait. And same with silver, um, I should be able to take immediate delivery. That's what we offer. Um, we offer immediate delivery like would love for all users to you know go through the delivery process take delivery as much as you like to test out the system test out test out the system um, and and the more that it's you know you test it out then the more confidence and comfort is built in it as well so certainly encourage users to do that we've obviously expanded across the supply chain now andy um, obviously, you know, like as we were setting up, we encountered a lot of different challenges. Um, I would say, and, um, to, to, to you know, a, a lot, a lot of things got thrown our way, obstacles got thrown our way to, to try to, um, uh, uh, I guess, um, obstruct our success. And we became a little bit battle hardened from that, I would say. And one thing that I think both of us understood was we need to take control of the supply chain. If we don't have control of our supply chain, then we don't really have any control whatsoever and we are vulnerable. So, um, you know, that's why our community has watched things like our, the Kinesis Mint established, phys- physical mint out of Istanbul. Um, there's there's um, a refinery being built right now um, it's, it's almost complete. Um, out of Istanbul as well, we've built a vault there as well. Um, you know, we, we've got um, massive amounts of vaulting space in, in Liechtenstein um, where we're, you know, leasing a building in, in, and, you know, like to house all this stuff. Um, we've got interest in mines. We've got offtake agreements with mines. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, that branches into... Different government deals with with contracts and mandates um, there for you know vaults, even refineries and mints in different countries as well. So, but I just wanted to provide that sort of context as well around you know why we actually we're, we're physical players at the end of the day and we're, we're experts at, at, in the physical. We're utilizing technology to provide that modernized payment and and ultimate banking system even though we're not a bank but we all need to engage in banking services whether it be you know paying for something at the checkout so this is this is what we've been building basically an alternate system providing the choice to someone to opt out of what i call corrupted um, established systems and into new systems that serve the people tom this is this is this is an incredible
0: story and and interestingly in the early days having dealt with regulators in the past, I was privileged enough to come and join Eric and part of the team to come and visit the regulators in Indonesia. And what was a, a, what struck me is how they needed to be absolutely certain that physical, that it was physical and that it was in a vault and that it wasn't leveraged. And this was a, the key issue for them. Uh, and that's why I think why it was so interesting and nice to meet a regulator that seemed so passionate about his own country and the services that they are really truly supposed to provide uh, for their countries, unlike perhaps some regulators that we've been dealing with in the past. But Tom, you know, this is this is an incredible journey, and I know there's, I know that you can't touch on some of the other uh, ventures, some of the other in, uh, you know. Uh, governmental deals, which which will uh, obviously roll out. But I was gonna ask you, you know, the average person I talk to says, well, well, how can I participate? And I said, well, and I say to them, look, you can become part of this solution. You know, that to- the one ton a day that Tom says, well, let's build on that. Well, you can do it, guys. You guys watching here, everyone that's looking at this, pick up your debit card. And, and, and I want Tom to, to run through that in a second, if he, if he, if he would be so kind. But you fill up your debit card, start using it. Each time you spend, you are forcing bullion to be bought from the market. What you're doing is essentially tightening supply. What does that mean? It means raising the price. I mean, ultimately the solution, this is such a holistic solution. I mean, this is why I wake up some mornings thinking, Well, where do we start? This is just too much, you know, but this is it. The power is within all of us. Here it is. It is your job now, guys, in my view. You've been given this gift. It's your job to go out and use what's just been given to you. All the infrastructure's there. My goodness me, And thinking of gold and silver. Tom was talking about gold and silver. I mean, how can it be worth less than its physical value? It is... All the energy that was put into making that piece of gold, anything tangible, to be honest, the labor costs, the energy costs are all in it already paid for, fully paid for, with inflation rising through 10, 15. What's the real rate, but minimum 10 as quoted in Europe and and the US and, and the UK? Well, Obviously, it's going to cost more of those fiat currencies to buy that same thing, you know, where because new labour costs and new, a new, new, new everything comes in from for everything labour costs to 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 buying those physical supplies. So, what we're saying is, gold has already silver, gold and silver already has all of that energy in it. Kinesis provides the next level of energy which is for you to spend this every single day and actually drive more volume through the system. So, Tom, the virtual card, it's with us. This is what people can have today. There's more coming. Please tell everybody.
2: Yeah, certainly. So, Andy, of course, we've got the virtual card live to 61 countries around the world. That'll be rolling to basically all non-sanctioned countries. Around the world, so it'll be a truly global program where, whereby users can, at point of sale, at the checkout, or you know through well online checkout or physical checkout, actually uh, spend their gold and silver um, as as money um they can also spend digital currencies um as well like we obviously in the Kinesis monetary system we offer choice to our users we've got 8 fiat currencies and a bunch you know a bunch of cryptocurrencies as well that's that's forever expanding but you know at, at the core our base currencies physical gold physical silver one for one um, allocated title of ownership in the in the investors in the users name um, with the yield system overlaid, whereby the more that you spend, um, the more that you hold, the more that you use the, the the currencies, then the more you're rewarded for it. So I like to call it like a collective system of shared wealth. Um, of course, you know, like uh, transaction fees need to be um, um, uh, charged. But instead of doing what a bank does, which is just bank, the transactions like for it to go through as revenue. We uh, that this is what the blockchain allows us to do. They're they're sent off to the master fee pool in the blockchain. Everyone can see that and watch it. We update it in our platform every five minutes. So you see that the, the master fee pool ticking up during the month. And um, at the end of each month, we distribute it. Um, well, early into the new month, but at the end of each month, it's it's calculated and early in the new month, we distribute it out to all our different holders. And you know, there's, um, there's all different community members that show the yield payment come out and that sort of thing and um it's 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 actually you know I I think it's the only system like it in in the world so we've we've certainly pioneered we've been great pioneers there it's something to be very proud of Andy we've come a long way since our very humble beginnings and um, really, really excited about the future. I, I sort of see the, the Precious Metals community as like the real, you know, deep, hardcore, freedom-loving community in which I'm, I'm a proud member of. But people are getting red-pilled all over the place now um, and understanding with their freedoms being threatened in different ways, they're, they're um, joining this sort of freedom movement and a lot of them haven't been exposed to precious metals before as money. Um, so a lot of them didn't even know that precious metals were money before. Um, but they're getting, you know, perhaps exposed to different general interest groups. It might be in the health space. It might be in the, you know, like farming and food supply and security space. It might be in the technology space. It, um, it might be in the spiritual space. Um, all all. Different sort of interest groups are, are coming together and understanding that by joining together and working together in like different alternate systems, different alternate ways, then we are really building out our own reality of tomorrow. We've got a range of really exciting services coming along. Um, obviously we've got our, our virtual card that's going around the world. We're going to have physical cards with even different sort of cash back and reward programs attached to them. Then branching into Kinesis Pay where, you know, merchants around the world can, can utilize Kinesis Pay. Um, and, you know, that online physical point of sale, you won't even need the debit card then. It's, it's just going to be complete circumvention of actually existing banking systems um and that that it, it expands from there um, meanwhile we're expanding our physical operations and it's it's we'll be bolting on and doing a lot of different partnerships government level institutional level and um that that super excited and then we 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 start to broaden our audience so broaden our audience into you know the general public that perhaps hasn't been exposed to precious metals before. I'm really excited about the future. A, a lot of people are very demoralized as as to where we are at the moment, but you know that's cuz we I mean if if we choose to look at problems, then you can see problems everywhere. If we choose to look at solutions, we we there's solutions everywhere as well. And the solutions for me is what gets me excited. Um and I see, you know, Kinesis is a big part of, um, I think, what we can do. Um, it's what, you know, we know how to do where our, our expertise is. And so I just see it as, well, this is this is our way to serve um, and provide some value back to humanity and we'll do the best that we can do. But the other thing with the monetary system is it really acts as the backbone to a society certainly an economy, but a society as well. So you have to get the monetary system, the actual monies that circulate in the system. It has to be fair. It has to be honest. So we think that we have it right. We'll keep on refining it, of course, to to make it better and better. Um, And this thing's, you know, this thing's not going away. This is like a multi-generational thing. I I mean, I, I I read on a tea packet, I think, the other day that, you know, oh, you know, this, we, you know, Started to, you know, basically sell tea. I think it was Twinnings, is it? The, the, the London based tea, like 300 years ago in 1705 or something like that. You know, going forward in 300 years time, it will be the same story with Kinesis. We, we are laying the foundations for something that will last the test of time. We've got the currency that lasts the test of time. There's no doubt about that, right? There's, there's, that's not going away. All these other crypto pundits can get up and say, you know, why they think that Bitcoin might be better, or this and that. Really, there's just, there's no argument. There's no contention. Um, and same with fiat. Fiat, no fiat has really lasted the test of time, but gold and silver have, like for millennia. So that's not going away. And we, we've set the, we've built the foundations for this monetary system to never go away as well. So it will keep on building, it will keep on building and it's not going away and, Actually the community that's with us now I have to congratulate you all you're you're your first movers because there's a lot more coming as we broaden things out obviously we bring online new target markets we've got the Kinesis Pro platform coming we've got um um you know we start to open up to the banking and payment um target market as well um obviously we'll be appealing more to the general investment target market Um, And just but we're broadening things out. and We're going to be coming up and we've got some really exciting campaigns that are coming out that will be working in a very subtle way with messaging and with positioning as well to to help start educating people on, on, I guess, also the problems out there, but how we're the solution as well and how they're really empowered to, to make the decision to opt out and to opt in. And, um, it, it, it's just very subtle messaging, um, that at the end of the day, it's, a, it'll, it'll steer people in and, and help them on their journey of education in, into gold and silver as sound money and the kinesis system as how it can serve them. I
0: think that it's what, 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 what is
2: amazing to me is that this is here now. It is
0: here to be used now. It can, all you have to do is literally go to your phone, download an app. It's free, completely free. Get the Kinesis app on your phone and just check out what you could be, why you could be part of this solution. And actually, one other thing that really, really I love about Kinesis, it is there's a massive social side to what we're doing. And Tom touched on how, by, we're really getting, getting ownership of the entire supply chain. What are we doing? What are we doing when, when we're assisting the guy who actually takes this metal out of the ground, get a fair price that he can afford, you know, drugs, he can afford f- clean water, can afford, he can actually be treated as a human being, as opposed to this terrible friction silo system where they're, they're just hand to mouth and kept hand to mouth by actually gaining control of the entire supply. And obviously, from the perspective of, of, of Kinesis in, in its growth is one thing. But the other side of that is, is the social side, all the way down to the end user benefits and ultimately what, where we're going with this. And Tom's just alluding to where we're going with this in 23, 24, 25. The next hundred years, the next two hundred years. Hey, maybe I won't be around. But it doesn't matter. We're doing what we're doing is we're creating a future that where where we're taking control of what is really a very corrupt system. And really literally, gold is money, yes, but money is energy. And this is energy. And actually what Kinesis is doing cleverly is putting this energy into work to work and it and it is it is producing more energy energy begets energy this is such a positive solution guys you know i really just want to welcome everybody and thank everybody for all your support because you've become a really a really important part of our everyday life and i really do thank everybody for joining us on this
2: journey I want to thank everybody as well. Andy, it's it's been an amazing journey. Um we've got a long way to go. Um I'm not going to stop. It's it's certainly my lifelong journey. Um I know I've already got some 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 gray going here and gray everywhere really, but um yeah it's gonna it's gonna get a lot grayer i'm I mean I'm already starting to look like Santa Claus, right but uh I, <laughs> next year it's gonna be progress each year it's gonna be progressively more and more uh, of a Santa Claus look, I think Andy, we have to make this a regular thing this same time every year um you know, dial in, do this, fireside um little chat i'm i'm really looking forward to it um and reflect um so this is the start of the reflection and you know we we we're, we're following through and doing everything that you know we're doing on our end there there you know there's there's plenty more to come the the, the you know that's it's going to be pretty entertaining along the way let's let's put it that way um it's it's a journey it's a journey. Don't get me wrong. Um, Rome wasn't built overnight. Um, you know, global monetary systems are not built overnight. Unfortunately, wish they were. Wish I could just take the you know ideas and just click the finger and make it happen. But um, we've got over two hundred and fifty um, staff members that are that are plugging away at this. Now I, I get sent the numbers and I'm like, wow, boom. And you know, we're recruiting. We're recruiting. We're recruiting, and um, really ramping things up and. To be honest, I, I from a timing perspective, everything's aligned. Everything's good timing. Um, you know, we're 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 everything's unfolded in in a, in a really great way. So, thank you, everybody. Merry Christmas as well. I hope you have an amazing you know Christmas with with your family, with your loved ones. Um, get some you know some good R and R, some downtime. Um, you know we all need to charge the batteries over this period I got out in the surf today I think I'm a little bit sunburnt but uh, you know get out you know get the reset required to to power into the new year 2023 and we've got a, we've got a lot installed for you all and I want to I want to really thank you again and thank you very much for for you know all your support to date and um, see you in the new year
0: Yeah, and you know, not just speaking as a director, but speaking for the whole community. Thank you, Tom, for the vision, for everything, that all the hard work. I've seen you, I know, I've witnessed you slumped on the floor under your laptop. And that was in San Maritz at one point. Why? Because you just wanted to get this thing over the line. I've never met anyone who has such balls. I'm sorry, but this is... This is, and that's an actual term I have to use. This is a guy with balls. He's a warrior and he really is the leader of our team. And thank you for everything, Tom, from every one of us.
1: Thank you, Andrew Maguire, and to the one and only Thomas Coughlin. Thank you so much, Thomas, for everything. And on behalf, uh, and I'm speaking to Thomas now on behalf of the whole. Live from the Vault community all over the world, all of our, you know, loyal uh, subscribers and followers. We want to thank you, Thomas, for putting together this genius and for putting together the team uh, all over the world to put this genius monetary system together and making a lot of people's dreams come true. Remember to everyone out there, buy physical and make sure it's one-to-one and understand the difference between what Andy affectionately calls the casino paper and gold, silver markets, and the physical gold and silver markets, they're not the same, don't be fooled, by physical. And there you have it, that's all we have for you today, and for this year on another episode of Live From The Vault. So please, help keep spreading the word about this channel by hitting that like button right now, you know, share this, Uh, if you haven't already subscribed, subscribe, click on that little bell that you see there, if you'd like to be notified, as each episode goes live. And with that, we will see you next year right here on Live from the Vault. See you in 2023. Bye for now.